From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 445. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you? Are you? You, you, seem, you seem distracted, confused. Yeah. Busy day. Yeah. Busy day. <laughs> As we were even talking before the show, outside of anything related to this show... Busy day, just in general. It's a lot going on. It's a day. It is a day, chat, as they say. It is a day. So since it is a day, we should talk about what we're using today before we get into uh, some some hot breaking news that uh, just dropped right before we went live today. I love it. So what have you got on the table today? So I have been living in this notebook that I use. And I, I think I have a name for my notebook. Like we talked about Commonplace Journal and Zibaladone and uh, Whoa, what? everything, everywhere, anything, what was every that time. Second one, I've not heard that before. Zibaladone. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's an Ita- It's basically the Italian terminology for commonplace journal <laughs> or commonplace okay. notebook. Um, Z i b a l i d o n e. I don't know if I spelled that right. Zibaladone. It's probably like Zibaladone. So something like that. But it's essentially, hey, throw all your stuff in a notebook. And that's what I have here. This is my throw everything in a notebook. I think I'm just going to call it my hashtag notebook because that seems like dumb enough to be, you know, something I would do um, because I'm fascinated by the whole hashtag Bujo thing. So I think this is just my hashtag notebook. It has literally one page left. Like I've been milking like the last 10 pages for a month as I've not been writing as much, but I'm down to the singular last page of the notebook. I'm going to fill it up this morning and I've been using that notebook consistently um, when I am using stationary, which is not a lot these days. Usually I have a very long list of what I'm using, right? Mm-hmm. Right now it's that notebook and the pencil I'm using with it is the Mitsubishi 9850, which is their base level office pencil. So this is one of those pencils that I recommend to people who don't, who are not interested in woodcase pencils, where you can get something that's high quality, that's not very expensive. And it's just really, really good pencil. I'm about halfway through this one. And it's just, I've been using it for a couple days in a row now. So um, that's kind of been my go-to, but this is all going to change this afternoon after I finish this page in this notebook. I have an idea for this last page in the notebook. And then we're transitioning right into the notebook I've been holding off using for about a month and a half. And it turns out today with the um, changeover in presidency of the United States, today's a great day to start a new notebook. And it just so happened that I have a Masubi notebook that I've been holding for a special occasion to start primarily my ability to write again with my right hand in a non-painful manner. Mm -hmm. And today is that day, Mike. So this afternoon I'll be cutting over to the indigo iridescent indigo masubi journal that i bought sometime last year will you be having an inauguration ceremony for this notebook (laughs) maybe i will who's gonna perform who's gonna perform Ooh, that's a great question i didn't think about this enough like if i was having an inauguration ceremony for this notebook who would perform dang what a question you You know i've always said here's here's the best best answer i have to that if I was going to ever have a party at my house, right, and a band to come play for, like, your 50 closest friends to have, like, a backyard barbecue party, I would get Ockerville River. Have you ever heard of them? No. You would, you would probably like their music. Like What's They the just name? seem like a good Ockerville, O-K-K-E-R-V-I-L. Because anytime I listen to them live, they just have a really good time. And, like, it's kind of like Americana, rock, country type of thing hmm. and they're just super positive and like a good party um if i was going to do like a real inauguration it would definitely be drive-by truckers because they're like super political and they're probably one of my favorite bands of all time but if i was just going to have a party in the backyard to inaugurate this notebook i think we might throw some ockerville river in there they do a great job so um there you go that's how i'm going to inaugurate that notebook i'm i will when i crack open this notebook i will throw the ockerville river on you're gonna there have you. a little ceremony yeah, the only thing I don't know is what pen to use. Like, I'm, I have zero fountain pens inked up, and I'm not going to ink one up today. I'm not ready for that yet. My There's still a little bit of pain in my hand, and I can still write okay in, you know, with just, like, pencils and stuff. So I'm either going to start with a pencil or something like a, 
microns, secure paper microns. So that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of my move right now. But I think by this weekend, I'll start inking up some fountain pens and get going on that again. We'll talk about that next week because um, I think I'm going to be ready to ink up some pens. So what do you got going on? Uh, obviously, I'm using a panel book. Always use a panel book when recording the show. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm using two pens today. One is my Platinum 3776 uh, Galaxy Starlight, which is the Arushi uh, pen um, that I bought from Choosing Keeping here in London mm-hmm. that I had some issues with and had to get the nib replaced over a long period of time. It now has its own little story, this pen, which I enjoy. And I'm also using the Sailor Pro Gear Japan Blue from Wancha. And this is the the pen which is ha- like I don't even know hammered hand hammered uh, yeah. steel. And I saw somebody post this on the Instagram stories. No, it's in the the members uh, Slack, the Relay FM members Discord. My word, what is mm-hmm. happening to me today? Big mm, day. Mm. The Relay FM members Discord is where I saw somebody Friendster. post a picture of it. Yeah, on their MySpace page, they put it in their top mm-hmm. eight, and. Mm-hmm. I was immediately had the thought where I was like, I think that might be the best pen I own. I have a statement. Mm. Would you like me to continue on that thought? Yeah. I really loved this pen when it came out and I, I, I chose not to get it. And I've had an opportunity to buy one and I think it's still kind of available, right? You can you can order one. You can buy them now. They were initially they were limited and then they weren't. <laughs> so, yeah that's a weird that's a whole conversation mm-hmm. i've gotten to test out and use this pen several times it is an awesome pen i i, I genuinely love this pen and I, I don't i don't own it i probably never will it's like i don't know it's like one of those things i don't need it it's great isn't it there's only one thing i wished that it had that it doesn't which is a larger nib yes the nib is too so small. It's, yeah, so I think it's the it's they the the nib the, from the, the slims. slims. Yeah. yeah. They so should it's use the, 14K. the nib from the regular pro gear. Yeah. Like I have a different sailor that's much larger that didn't use the correct size nib for it either. It's just one of those things that they do. I don't know. Well, they make so. a ballpoint version now. Hmm. Interesting. Wonder what refill that fits. I mean Sailor makes refills. They're generally not good, but I wonder what shape it is, you know, so we can modify that. Didn't know that they but did I, that. I don't know that the price would be worth that. Like I'm pro expensive ballpoint. Yeah. yeah, there is a balance. There's there's a there's a range in there that I I just couldn't do for a ballpoint. Yep. Um, that's probably yeah beyond where I'd be comfortable. I would just if I'm doing that, I'm buying the fountain pen. Yes. So yeah, it's good stuff though. I am. Not only did I love this pen when it came out, I actually like it even more now. So I found it interesting that you put it in here. Yeah, it's beautiful. I it really is just a superb pen to use. Like, and it's helped by the fact that the nib that I have feels very good too. Um, mm-hmm. like exceptionally mm-hmm. good. Even amongst my other pro gear slims, it's it's very very smooth and it's a medium nib, uh, but it mm-hmm. you know it it writes very very well. The weight of it's so good and it's so beautiful to look at and so different. So it's it's really yeah. high up for me. I think in my favorites. Yep, yep, cool. Um, quick question I was thinking about before we even put this topic in the notes mm-hmm. is you're back on lockdown. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, so you're back home now. Did you have to like relocate any pins did some pins stay behind in the studio like did you consider any of that stuff or that wasn't really like on the table for this because you have enough stuff at home some stuff has stayed at the studio i didn't change Mm -hmm. the things that i'd taken so if you remember like i took a i took a selection um and i kind of split a bunch of the pens that i use and really love but then would Mm -hmm. keep in my backpack every day um three or four pens that were kind of the ones that I really love to use that were higher in value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're back at home now. They've just taken them out of the, of the uh, Sinclair that I had them in. And that was my Arushi Pro Gear. Um, I also had 
I had the Japan Steel in there, the 3776, and the uh, sometimes this would change out, but at that point I had the uh, Tangerine King of Pan as well. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I would take those with me back and forth because I like to use them, and they were just pens that it would maybe hurt me the most to lose out of the ones that I took to the studio. I, I'm with you on that. Like, I, I think that's the the move I would go with. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll be interested next time we'll do this. We need to try to do this every month, just like catch up on what we're using. Yep. I've never used less stuff right now just because of the risk situation. Yeah, for, like, I put this in the document months. today and I was a little hesitant f- mm-hmm. before that reason, but I thought at the same time it might be interesting to see uh, what your what your dailies look like even right now? Yeah, but I was a little hesitant, and I agree because the switch is about to flip um, on getting back to what my normal day to day usage and writing is. So, is it? Uh, How yeah. soon is it? How soon is what? Am Are you I saying this, the switch is about to flip? Like I th- uh, uh, the switch is going to flip for me when I start using fountain pens regularly, and I think yeah. I'm going to try to do that this weekend. Like mm. I'm feeling good enough with pencil writing i'm gonna try some like standard pens today and see how it feels when i'm writing and then once i'm convinced i can ink up a fountain pen and actually use it instead of the ink just sit there and not be used um i and i think that point's gonna come this weekend okay um it's tracking pretty well it's healing pretty well like i don't have any um you know brace or anything on it right now so i'm going to physical therapy twice a week And like the only place that it hurts when I write is like on the back of my hand. And that's all from stiffness from basically being a cast for nine weeks. So, right. Like I got to get my hand back into that kind of shape. Like the break part doesn't hurt when I write. Okay. It's other, other things that make it uncomfortable for me to write. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the next time we'll do this, I'll have a full complement of uh, a full arsenal of pens and paper that I have (laughs) just like normal. All right, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace and create the website that you want for your next idea or project. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that will let you build any type of website that you want to make. They'll give you all of the functionality that you need so you don't have to worry about installing anything, patching anything, upgrading anything. They take care of all of that stuff so you don't have to. And they give you tools like domain registration, uh, beautiful templates that are wonderfully customizable, and even online store functionality. So no matter what type of site you want to make, Squarespace have the tools and they have 24-7 customer support to back it up. So if you need any help with anything, you got stuck in anything, they're there to help you out. I really love Squarespace's iOS apps as well. You can go in and change the content on the fly. You can also rearrange and change the design of your site now from the iOS devices as well. And they also have great uh, a great app for statistics as well, so in case you want to see how many people are coming to your site and what they're doing, that kind of stuff. Squarespace's templates aren't just like a visual thing. They also can help suggest page navigations to you. When we set up the site for our wedding, uh, we ended up using a Squarespace template for this. And it was so helpful because it kind of gave us an indication of the type of information people would expect from a site like that. You know, like they had like pages for location, pages for RSVP, and it just really made it easy for us to go in and like customize the text and the imagery, but keep the structure the same. So super, super helpful stuff. Go and try it out for yourself right now. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict. You can sign up for a free trial, no credit card required to do so, and you can build your entire website. You can test it out, get it to look exactly as you want, and then just sign up for one of their plans when you're ready to launch it to the world. And they start at just $12 a month, but you you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show when you use the offer code PENADDICT to check out. Go to squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So is this called burying the lead? Like what we're about to do? Yep. Is that like the dic- dictionary definition? Well, I think more it's like you have an entire show prepared and then you have to throw it all out at the last minute so you're just trying to find the best place to put it in the document, really. All right, Mike. What's going on? So before, just before the show began, uh, the Relay FM members' Discord lit up 
um, in posting uh, some information from Goldspot Pens on their Instagram story. They posted what looks like a letter or email that came from Retro 51, assumingly to partners and suppliers. I haven't seen this posted anywhere else as of our recording time. Um, And it says, Greetings. About a year ago, I let you all know I was going to retire. I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) We're going to stop right there. So this is written from George, the founder and, and owner of Retro 51. This I was going to retire thing, that wasn't the initial announcement. It was like, we're retiring, right? Because that was the whole thing we were talking about at the time, is that the original announcement made it seem like everyone was going to retire. Yeah, it was, we're closing down. Like, I'll have to go back and look at it, but it was essentially, hey, we're. I think it said we're shutting the doors or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Anyway, it's it's on Retro 51's blog now. We have it on the blog. Yeah, we'll put now. that link in the show notes. I will. So we'll have both both instances if you want to see it. So I will now move over to reading it from the blog. Greetings. A year ago, I let you all know I was going to retire. After many conversations of loyal fans, collectors, well wishers, and prospective owners, an agreement has been made, a deal formed, and completed. First, I want to thank you all for your support, business and personal, your purchases in funding our endeavor and your passion in spreading the Retro 51 message to all of our fans. Second is to say a little bit about the future. The new owners are fans and collectors, as well as accomplished business professionals. There will be some minor changes to come, but with the guidance of the existing staff, the basics will be the same. For now, and then it goes on to talk about the individuals. Um, Do we want to read this part? You you do, because okay. like, I wanted to comment okay, cool, specifically cool, cool, cool. on this. Vicky will continue dealing with the existing factories, and the products will not change. Richard will remain as design guru, so the hits will keep on coming. Dan will train the new sales team as he winds down into retirement. Customer service will continue with the same passion for excellence that it, it has so rightfully earned, and I will be available with my opinion for at least one year. For the future, in the interim, I expect a shortage of standard items, but the pipeline is up and running, and we'll be back at full force quite soon. As my buddy Dan says, thanks for working, George. I just want to say, just, you know, again, to underscore, congratulations to George, right? Built yeah, incredible absolutely. business, deserves to retire, uh, and I'm pleased that there is a future. Um, but I would love to know more. <laughs> yeah, that's all we got. We have no idea who the purchasing partner slash partners are for this, you know, did, was it, is it, you know, private individuals? Is it a company that we know? I literally do not know. I'm I, not being coy here. I we've really tried. Think it's, we've it's tried to find out. It's a consortium of business owners that like, or business individuals. I think it's like, it's not, we thought it might have been a company or a distributor or something. Um, but there was always this outside thought that it was just going to be, you know, a bunch of people got together and and made an offer, but it's kind of yeah. Where it let's seems remind like remind everyone of where George came from and the business ties that he has. I mean, his family um, runs in circles with billionaires, right? So there's outside people, maybe not just pen fans, that you know, may want a piece of this. Like it could be people we just don't know that will want to invest in, in saving this in seeing this company continue. I shouldn't say saving. They're not, they didn't go away because they weren't, you know, doing a good job. Um, so it could be absolutely someone we don't know as an industry. Um, it's interesting. I'm glad to see, the for now section, even though it does say for now that these people will be saying because I'm friends with Richard and I'm friends with Dan. Um, Richard is is like the key to this d- the designs. He's been there for like 20 years. Um, Dan, I thought was actually gone, um, but he's still there um, and, and heading into his own retirement. But um, yeah, like I, it's been an interesting year from retro 51 as a fan of retro 51 like it's been a long year 
the year. Like, I've not known what to think. This is the way it's been tracking the whole time. I think we're in the beginning. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to what we said. I would be pretty shocked if we said, yeah, they're just going to shut the doors and be done with it. Like, I think we were all pretty confident and this was going to transition to somewhere and somewhere somehow. Right. Um, so we'll see what's next. I'm glad they're not going away. I've been a little bit burnt out with the bum rush of products in the past six months mm. to be perfectly blunt. Um, but I will, you know, look forward to what they're going to do next. I look forward to seeing who the owners is. And I, I look forward to uh, supporting any company that supports the community that, uh, that we have. And that is the, the stationary community as a whole. And if, the, that community still gets to play like a big part in you know seeing all these special editions for pin stores like I love seeing that that you know they're able to get specific products for for themselves and hopefully that will continue along the same and we don't skip a beat but you never know so um we'll be looking forward to the the next step and we'll let y'all know as soon as we do I'm intrigued I'm happy to see that the people responsible for creating the products will be sticking around for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Any business change will change the business and the products. That doesn't mean for the worse, doesn't mean for the better, but things will change because it's different people's opinions, right, that are involved. Right. Um, I'm just keen to see who these people are. I look forward to hearing from them. Uh, I look forward mm -hmm. to hearing why you know, like, why did you want mm -hmm, to buy mm -hmm. this company? I, I don't feel like, I'm not saying this is like, prove your credentials to me. Like, I don't care. You know, yeah. like, you don't have to prove nothing to me. Yeah, so the sentence is, the new owners are fans and collectors. And so I'm looking forward to hearing. As well them. as accomplished business professionals. It seems like it's going to be someone we know, but it, it may, I'm opening the door to that it's not, but... So, like, I'm just excited to hear from these people, right? Like, mm -hmm. I want to know what made them do it like i want to know what drives them what do they want to do with the company where do they want it to go what areas are they looking to focus on i'm excited mm -hmm. excited about that um i never wanted it to go away right that's yeah. like the whole thing and then the the frustration that we've had over the last few months is nothing happened right and and it, it's not that we deserve to be answered or whatever, but it just seemed yeah, like absolutely. the announcement was made and then nothing changed right? in any direction, right? It was like, <laughs> we're going away, but also we're going to completely continue with our cadence and pretend like it never happened. And yeah. it was very peculiar. So I'm pleased that we have a, a, at least a partial answer now. Like we know what's happening. We know that Retro 51 will continue under some new ownership, maybe some mm -hmm. new... A, well, definitely a new direction of some kind, and I am eager that we will maybe by next week's episode hear a little bit from these new owners. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I guess we'll extend an invitation to these people Absolutely. if they want to come on the show and talk about it. We would very happily welcome that. Yep. They have big shoes to fill. Yep. So I, I would love to be able to talk to them as well here and and ask them my questions uh, yeah absolutely because i have them so we'll see <laughs> yep so interesting stuff a long time in the making i guess it mm -hmm. was it was it was a weird journey to be perfectly honest yeah um i'm glad we're finally getting somewhere now no matter what that somewhere is yeah and um we'll go from here and yeah. uh see see what's next i i look forward to it just like you said have you seen the Namisu N1 pocket pen, Brad? So I saw it pop up yesterday mm -hmm. in my email and in the, the tweets, but I didn't see a picture and I didn't click the link until you put it in the show notes this morning. Then I went over and clicked it and checked it out. Should I continue from there? Yeah. I backed it. Okay. Um, It, it looks cool. You know, it's like my style. I like the pocket pen pen style of course i am um, once again shocked at the price these things confuse me <laughs> as someone who makes stuff 
Not that I want it to be more expensive. I mean, if you can make it for this, that's awesome. But I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's a price. Like, that's it, a good it price. Starts, so, okay, so this is the Namisu N1. It is a pocket mm-hmm. pen. Um, they have fountain pen and rollable options. Uh, there's no price difference to choose between either. Um, they have a couple of different materials that they're using. So... The entry level is aluminium uh, and steel, and then they also have some different finishes and also titanium is the um, kind of the, the best material. It's interesting to me that the product is actually called the N1 Titanium Pocket Pen, but most mm-hmm. of the versions of the pen are actually not made out of titanium, but you can get it made out of titanium, and they're offering titanium nibs as well. Um, but yeah, they yeah. have aluminium, aluminium, steel, or titanium um, in a couple of different colorways. Like they have one called petrol, which looks like it's been it looks like it's been through the fire. But I don't know how they're doing yeah. that uh, exactly. Um, and the steel and aluminium entry version is for me it's thirty seven pounds. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. how much that is for you. Yeah, I what it, let's see if it auto translates it. I just backed it and I don't I don't recall what right. the what the um exchange rate was at the time. So I I can look it up real quick. But that's the level I backed um to just, you know, just the basic aluminum model. But even like the PVD coating, so $50, 37 right. uh converts about 50 $51. So yeah, I mean that's a good deal. Then the PVD coating ones, you know, getting up there closer to like a hundred dollars. They're like yeah. what, like sixty, seventy dollars. Yeah, sixty nine dollars. Um, nice. And they, I don't know, it looks cool. Like Namisu does a good job. I and like they their traditionally products. have. Um, I know yeah. that I think one of them, the campaign didn't go very well, but I they always had, loved it. So the campaign that didn't go well was at the time a few years ago where Bach could not meet orders. So it got delayed. And then on top of that, the QC was really bad. I think that was the the Ixion. Yes. Which I love. The faceted barrel one. I really love it. I got a good one and loved it. Yeah. It just got super delayed and then a high rate of failure on the nibs from a QC perspective. So... In general, though, I like what Namisu does. I Me like too. the, I like the clip design on this. Yep. I like the knurling yep. on the barrel. I don't like the O ring, um, on the barrel as much. So yep. I want to see how that is in action. So that's why I backed it to see, like, hey, does this work? Um, better than I think it's going to work, or does it bug me? Like I think it might bug me, but for yep. the price, I. Yeah, the, the rollable price, to me, it's no option is the Kickstarter Darling, the Schmidt P8126. Um, gotcha. I remember calling this a long time ago that this was going to become the refill that every Kickstarter pen ended up taking, uh, and yeah, that has yeah. happened. Um, yeah. I, do, I think Studio needed to blame for that, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Mark One, I think, exposed it more because... Obviously, it's in the Retro 51. And was it always the um, Baron Fig Squire refill? Yes. But Baron Fig were a little bit... I get it. Like, they, they didn't really talk about it too much. Like, because you, well, you combine it from Schmidt and Brand it. And they did Yeah, that. so, like, the first one I recall doing it was a Johto. That came before those. Yeah. And that's the refill that they used. Mm-hmm. For that style of pen, but it was kind of my my thinking at the time, which I think is 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 bearing correct, is that uh, after the Mark One, it was going to like exponentially change, and and I think mm-hmm. I think that it has, but nevertheless, yeah. well, this is I want to say one thing about the refill. This is a discussion for another day because I get this question a lot. There is no good Parker style gel refill that all of us would get behind. Okay. That is not a product that exists. Hmm. And if that product would ever exist, we would see a sea change in People the common refill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just doesn't exist. I get this in my inbox like twice a week. Well, what's a better refill for this Parker style refill that's a 
0.5 gel. I'm like, well, Monteverde makes some and the end, <laughs> you know, it's a tough, it's a tough jam. And, uh, I would like to see, you know, if that ever happens, I don't know who's, we need Uniball to continue making the Parker style refills just now put their gel ink in it. Like they did their jet stream ink in it. That's what I'd love to see. Yeah. And if that ever happened, it would uh, it would usurp the the eighty one twenty six in in my opinion. But um, they're still different refills, you know, different different types of ink. So that's my thoughts on that. And um, you know, I I'm just I don't know why just, that's such a thing. I went, I went quiet there for a second as I was looking through the original Ajoto page mm-hmm. because it, it still bears the point that I think I was trying to make is. They didn't talk about what it was. Right. It was it just that wasn't on the um like the 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 checklist of features. Yeah. Where the Mark One campaign was focused around this is the best refill and we're making a pen mm-hmm. for it. And I, I I see what you're saying. You know, so I think it exposed it a little bit more to people that may have otherwise not known too much about it. Um that it was like this commonly available thing that you could even get branded yourself if you bought enough of them, which is what Ajoto did. It's Studio Neat's done it too, right? Like Schmidt will allow you right. to do it. You can put your logo on the side of it. So people do it. Um, but anyway, this might not even be accurate what I'm saying, but that's the point that I was trying to drive at. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, Namisu pen is not for me visually. That I don't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little too EDC for me in a way mm-hmm. that their other products are not. And so it doesn't, this this design style really doesn't work for me very often. Like knurling and yes. uh, rivets and that kind right, of stuff right. on, on a pen. <laughs> um, it it's not really what I'm looking for from Namisu. I've found their design to be a little bit more elegant in the past. I think that it looks great if this is your taste. Mm-hmm. This is not my taste. Plus, you know, I'm not like a big pocket pen person anyway. Uh, Kate's made a, a good point, which I like. It's very engineering-y, mm-hmm. which it mm-hmm. certainly which is. is. Which is why I like it, right? Yeah, so. th- this is more your style. Like we 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 differ. Right. This is like this type of style is where me and you differ the most. Like pen type right. A, for example, which I really don't like, but you love totally. You know. Yep. Um, I like the options. I am stunned about the pricing. I think the pricing is just unbelievably good, especially that the rollerball and fountain pen are the same price. If you but just get a standard one, right? And they use. They use in Bach nibs, correct. Your mileage may vary for Bach nib. They they've always used Bach. Um, yeah. Bach has been more consistent mm-hmm. to me, at least in the mm-hmm. past year or so. Mm-hmm. Then in the past, I would avoid just complete. I was like, I just can't do it because it's a crapshoot. And now I think it's. I think they they must have just gotten over a hump in the factory from a few years ago when they had all those problems and like they've to me they've been more consistent you know you're like you said your mileage may vary but um yeah so i i don't have any problem with bach nibs whatsoever especially the the more current models of them yep april shipping estimate wow get on it yep it's fast breaking all the rules mm mm-hmm. mhm <laughs> too cheap I mean, and too soon. I, I I believe that they can do it because they're experienced. If they think that they always have, yeah. I mean, I know the Ixium's an exception, so it's, but it's already met yeah. its goal. So, if you're interested, they've already met the goal. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Twenty four days to go. All right, Mike. We got to get out an apology ahead of these ass TPAs. All right. I requested a bunch of ass TPAs, and I got them. We didn't plan. <laughs> on some of these things happening. I thought we were going to do pretty much no, a full everything show. Everything up until now in today's show wasn't in the document this morning. Like, we've had a lot yeah. happen today, I guess. So I guarantee we will get to all of the Ask TPAs. It just may not be all of them today, which was my initial hope. Yes, yeah, But I think we can get today. to all of them by next week. Yeah, but maybe. We'll get to a 
bunch of them. We'll get a bunch of them today, but a lot of these are really good like conversations to have, not necessarily just like black and white answers and we can move on and cut through them, which is why I like these questions so much because we can have these discussions, you know, even if a lot of these are topics we've discussed before. Yeah. So let me lead off with the two questions I got in the snail mail. Is that okay? Yes, please. So the first question from longtime reader Emil, who sends me, writes me letters, you know, a few times a year. Um, Emil would like me, first off, to not forget to shout out the upcoming Inco Rhino Rhino month of February, where you write a letter a day at a minimum. Um, it's a it's a fun thing. We maybe talk we'll link to it and talk about it more maybe next week. Um, because I know a lot of people get involved in Inco Rhymo. It's a good way to use your stationery, it's a good way to write some pen pals, it's a good way to write some letters. Yeah, I'm sure all those letters will be delivered in the month of April. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened a Christmas card yesterday. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um so Emil wanted me to mention that. But secondly, his question in his letter that he wrote me is why aren't there many stationary related books and what stationary related books can you recommend? And what he means is the non, you know, coffee table style pictures of pens books, right? He's talking about like the pencil perfect from Caroline where it takes like a historical story and explains, you know, the origination of how like a pencil can be. What are the storytelling type of stationary books? And that's a really good question because there's not many of them that I've read. Like I have plenty of, uh, you know, the, the pens of Japan book and, you know, historical, you know, Parker pens and, you know, all those types of books, but that's not really what he's talking about here. The one I got for Christmas a couple years ago, um, it has a really long title, I think. Let me let me read this title here. Ballpoint. Ball a tale of genius and grit, perilous times, and the invention that changed the way we write by Georgi right. Moldova. Yeah, so I read this book. I got it as a gift for Christmas, and I read it, and I enjoyed it, and I remember talking about it on um on the on the show here that it had i think it took a lot of liberties in the story right it was an enjoyable book but in the forward even the author kind of alluded to the fact that there might be some embellishment type storytelling and i was like well that's not really the setup i wanted but it was fine like it was a good book and it was good to kind of get some of the things in the invention of the ballpoint in my head, even if you kind of need to do your own research afterwards to check the the authenticity of the author's statement. Um, and then there's a, a few other ones. Um, the chat's mentioning the perf- uh, perfection of the paperclip, um, which I've heard about that book. I have not read it, but I that has been recommended several times to me. Um, I found a website, which it's called Books About Pens, and it's got like 40 pages of links to books, most of it being the exact book that we're not looking for, right? The, the, Hey, pictures of pens or, you know, the assembly of pens or the construction of pens, not necessarily the storytelling of products. So if you have any more recommendations, I'd be interested. Um, you know, I have a book called the secret life of ink, um, which I haven't read yet. So that might be a good option too, but I haven't looked at that yet. Um, but yeah, there's, not a ton you know you can start getting into things like um analog by david Sachs, which has like a one chapter on you know pencils or stationary stores or things like that but you can't it's hard to get like an entire book um so uh i'm open to recommendations and i will just definitely pass them on to emil if you have any more how many what what, are, what stationary books do you have mike all of them uh i don't have any i mean i have caroline's mm-hmm. books yeah, but they just but don't. There's, it. It's not a thing that it really exists. Like it'd be cool if there was more, but like, what it might know, suggest maybe, though is like maybe the stories aren't there to be told. Like really riveting stories of pen production. Well, uh, yeah, and I think in the day and age that we're in right now, like like Emil, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'll, I'll say it from my perspective. Like I'm good on the originations of parker 
right? Do I need the Parker history book? It would probably be fine and I would probably enjoy it, but I would like something a little bit more modern, more modern tales. And I don't know that we're, we'll get these or not. So, you know, interesting. Second letter. If you want to send me a letter through the snail mail, maybe for Inco Rimo, my PO box address is on the contact page at penaddict.com. You can go get that information there, which is where this question from Michael and Natalie came. Okay. It says, hi, Brad. I'm a new member of the Pen Addict and relatively new to collecting fountain pens. I had a question maybe you can answer in a podcast. How can one justify spending a couple of hundred dollars on a universal converter fountain pen? I feel like you get more for your money when I buy a piston filler pen. I have not been able to justify buying a converter pen yet. Should I continue to avoid them or suck it up and buy one? So here's <laughs> a, this I have question. a clarifying question here. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, universal converter would is i would assume meaning like standard yeah any cartridge converter pin versus a mechanized filling system pin such as a piston or a vacuum right but, i mean because like sailor and pilot don't have universal right i think that i think we'll we'll include sailor and pilot in this conversation as cartridge converter pins okay even though they're not a universal but the idea behind the question is general converter versus hardware filling system, right? I mean, right off the bat, one thing that I would say is that I have had bad reliability issues with non-cartridge converter filling systems, which, you know, like I have pens that I've spent a lot of money on I mean, I was actually just going through these on the weekend. I was just looking, me and Adina were looking through just some of my stationary stuff. We would like see if there's anything in there that could be used or, or what that I'm not, that neither of us are using. And I found a couple of pens that like I need to have repaired because something's not right about them. And one of them is a, is a piston filler, but I don't know what the problem is because <laughs> yeah. I can't get in there and see it. So... I think I understand the point, but like an initial pushback that I would have would be that, which is these they could be more finicky and maybe more expensive mm-hmm. because of it. Yes. Um, so like to uh, the, the part of the letter I want to focus on is should I continue to avoid them or suck it up and buy one? You should never suck it up and buy one, right? Like if that's, if you think, there's no need to ever buy a converter pen if you just don't like the idea of converters and you feel like you're not getting your value in a product for a converter. For me, the filling system is never a priority or mostly not a priority. For some people, agree with Michael completely that the top priority is, let's just say, the piston filler. And it could be a vac or it could be whatever filling mm-hmm. system, right? And it's not a real fountain pen unless I can get that piston filling mechanism. And that's a valid, valid point too. You just have to decide is like, do you feel that you're missing out by limiting yourself to one style of filling system? And if you don't, then there's no need to ever buy a cartridge converter filling system pen. And that's perfectly okay. There's people that will never buy a cartridge converter fountain pen so don't feel that you have to do it by any stretch of the imagination but i think the broader picture which is what you were trying to say is that there's really not that much difference right i get more enjoyment from the physical pen and the nib itself regardless of the filling system right exactly there you go all right, let me uh, let you read off a couple of these. All right. I, I definitely w- definitely want to knock out as many as we can today. Okay. This one comes from Blake, uh, from Zoe. We're going to start with Zoe's question, actually. We'll get to Blake's question in a moment. Then I want to miss this one. Like many people, COVID did a number of my finances this year, and bonus things like stationary indulgences don't get a place on the budget anymore. But now my FOMO is a lot worse. Are there any limited editions or hard to find stationary items that you regret not purchasing? Or do you always find a new best thing later on? And do you have any ideas for it or advice 
for enjoying what I already own like it's the new hotness that I can't buy besides having to <laughs> learn to write with my non-dominant hand? It's an important question, right? Like I, I really think about this from time to time as someone who gets caught up and buys too many pens. I don't have any regrets, at -hmm. least like in the near recent term, which is many, many years. Because just like Zoe says, whenever I feel like I'm missing out, I know for a fact there's going to be something later that when the budget allows or the life situation allows that, hey, I can pick this up and enjoy it and not regret missing on the thing. This is also a hobby where... Things come around again. Like, you may be able to pick one up later on from somebody else. Yeah. And I've been in that multiple times. I was about to have a hissy fit on Sailor this weekend with inks, but I I decided not to put it in the show notes. Okay. (laughs) Because it just makes me mad. It's It's the epitome of the... They're one of the worst of the things coming around again, or the best, depending on your... I think your, it's a good your thing. views of it, but uh, it yeah, I, I do too. So you should never regret not purchasing anything. So do you have any ideas or advice for enjoying what I already own? Yeah. Again, like it's the new hotness that I can't buy. Yeah. And what you want to go first? Yeah. If this is more, uh, my advice is not for if you have no budget, but if you want to have still a very small budget, you could find some smaller upgrades to your existing stuff. So when the budget allows maybe a new nib in a new style to what you're used to, you know, maybe you go to an extra fine nib, maybe you go to a stub nib, uh, maybe pick up a new ink. New ink can do a number on making a pen feel different. Um, so they're the kinds of things that I would consider, like that when your budget does open up just a little, buy some kind of ancillary item to the pens that you already own to help them uh, get that new feel. Yeah. Perfect. And my suggestion was to take what you have and really refine it down to an understanding of what works best for your handwriting style. If you're a fountain pen fan, do you have extra fine, fine, medium, and broad nibs? One of those is going to be the best for your handwriting, you know, and maybe you, you, you enjoy that style of nib more than the other ones and you can sell you know, any of the other ones and stick with maybe a medium. Or if you like gel pens, is there a certain style of gel pens that makes your handwriting look better? Like I have pens that I know for a fact are going to make my handwriting look better than the pen right next to it. So take what you already have, go through a little testing and discovery phase, rediscover what works the best for you, and then focus on that going forward that will allow you to make a more refined purchasing decision, especially when the budget is in play, right? If mm-hmm. you really have to think about what you're buying, you'll be more confident in when you do go to make a purchase that, hey, I'm really going to use this product because it fits exactly what I need from a writing perspective. All right, Blake asks, I tried to distance myself from social media for various reasons over the years, and so that has meant missing out on the communities that I want to be a part of. I'm wondering what uh, your thoughts are on the influence of social media and on the growth of the industry, while also potentially alienating folks who want to be in on the conversations without the time-sucking social media channels. It's... Pretty loaded, this question, Blake, I'm going to say. It's a fair question. It's a good question. Language is is tricky. It is, well, it is a very personal how you handle things question because to me, I am not guns blazing on social media. Give me everything all the time injected into my veins. I'm a very refined social media user. That's why I say I'm comfortable saying I like Twitter and I love using it and I love reading it because I have refined it into an experience that works best for me. Right. Where a general statement would be Twitter is a cesspool, right? Mm-hmm. Those two things are so far apart and unrelated like I couldn't even tell you because I've turned into something that works for me 
Yeah. Same thing goes for Instagram, which are those are the two social networks that I use are are Twitter and Instagram. I've actually been using Instagram a little bit less because their algorithm is very frustrating to me, but that doesn't really help with this question. So the influence of social media on the growth of the industry is enormous, point blank, to answer that question. Does it alienate folks who want to be in on the conversations without the time-sucking social media channels? You have to get your information from somewhere. You know, if you're avoiding social media, which is a totally valid thing to say, how are you, but you like stationery and you want to keep up, are you subscribing to, you know, retailers' newsletters? Um, you know, what are these places where you want to get information? Because a lot of it happens on social media. You know, you can subscribe to a lot of blogs and you subscribe to newsletters. Yeah. And those are kind of the ways to get it outside of social media. And I think you can you can get 90% of what you want, I think, from from doing that if you want to try to avoid the social media parts of it. And like that, I think that would be valid. But my social media for usage, for my own mental health, is best defined by the word refinement. And I really have it locked down on what I want to see and what I want to get involved in. And have learned over the years how to be restrained with that, where in the past I have not been. Yep. I mean, the thing about this is, though, it's where people are. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I understand if you don't want to use it, but there are still, as you say, there are still blogs, there are still closed communities. Like, I don't know if you consider things like discords and slacks part of social media i wouldn't Mm -hmm. um but but you can but if you know i understand that like if you don't want to be on twitter and instagram you're going to miss out and stuff but it's kind of like there was always a thing you could have decided to ignore and i don't think that there's anything different about now like if 15 years ago you're like i'm not reading these internet blogs i'm gonna wait for the newspaper like or the new, mm-hmm. the, the printed newsletter i'm gonna wait to read this in pen world like going back far enough there's always a new thing that you could ignore and if being on social media is better for your mental health which i totally understand that's fine but i don't really think people can be you know, I don't think it can be criticized that that's just where the conversation's happening. Like, unfortunately, I think that this is just a thing that you'll have to find a way around, and that might be is joining private groups, forums, that kind of stuff, if that's something right. you're more comfortable with. Yeah. Um, it's another form of FOMO, right? Sure. Like, are you okay with missing out on the timeliness of information. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're okay with that, you know, you're going to be happy. You're going to be content. So I mean, I'll tell you, you, know, you save just gotta you money. what works best. If you're not on Instagram, <laughs> you'll sh- save money. That's a fact. Let's spend someone else's money. This next question, we can spend some money on this next one. All right. That sports gamer asks, I really like the perforated corners that some planners have to keep your place. The planner I got for this year doesn't have them, but I'd like to find a cutter to make them myself. Do you know of any that will do this nicely? I'm going to say it, Mike. All right. The the theme system version 2 has the best corner perfs I've ever yeah, used. It does because your boy not, worked on it for ages. They have not failed yet nope. in using corner perfs in the past. You ex- the expectation is that they are going to fail, either not pulling out cleanly or going too far. Or that you have to do some kind of pre-folding or whatever. Yeah. 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 These work flawlessly. That said, taking your existing notebook and adding in a quarter perf, I think would cause you to pull your hair out. (laughs) Because you'd have to, every day you're doing two things, right? You're adding the perforation and then taking the perforation off. (laughs) <laughs> and then pulling your hair out when it yeah. fails completely. So the the items we've talked about uh, perforating notebooks, like we'll have a link to Amazon to this one that I have not tested. I do not want to vouch for this, but you know I've been sent it as people who perforate full pages. I think this product would work, right? It's just like a roller that will 
put it put in that perforation that you need. I don't think you're gonna get a lever the leverage that you would be happy with in the corner with an item like this unless there was a, a style that was more of a punch style as opposed to a roll style. So I think that would be be scary. But like again, at what cost is this for you and are you gonna get the value out of that? Um yeah. So I haven't used anything outside of the theme system recently with good corner perf. So I don't have a pure recommendation for that, but making your own, you can try one of these rollers, but I would look for more of a punch style. Mm-hmm. And uh, sad Maddie facts asks, I have an eight year old fountain pen. That's been writing very spotty lately. Ink stops running every time I picked up the nib, that kind of thing. I recently cleaned and reloaded it with a new cartridge to see if that helped, but it seemed to make it worse. Do you have any advice? So sometimes just like cleaning and depending on your cleaning um, system, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, you know, it does, it might not get everything that you need. So the first thing that when I hear about this is thinking that there might be something in the tines, like paper getting in the tines that like a regular rinsing would not necessarily clear out right you have to kind of split the tines open even on your thumbnail like and rinse it or get like a little brass shim to you know slide through there i'm wondering if that's what it could be if not the second thing depending on the pen you want to pull the nib off the feed and make sure that there's that getting behind the nib and into the feed and yeah, you got to clean the feed separately. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's never been cleaned, that might be more of the issue. Uh, if it's never been cleaned separately, I'm not saying you don't clean your pen, but now we're at a point where new inks or your cleaning routine is not improving the writing. I think we got to look at going a step further yeah. in actually um, removing nibs cleaning feeds separately. And if you do that already, then we might have some type of issue. I don't know what it could be, but like I I would want to hear from you to see if if you're doing that level of cleaning because you do that one you if you do if you do this feed cleaning once, you don't have to do that every time. You can wait another, you know, 6 months or a year to completely um take apart the nib and the feed. It's really, depending on the pen, it's it's really easy. Don't get overwhelmed by me saying this. It's it's pretty easy. All right. We have a uh, four-part question to round out today's yeah. episode. <laughs> All right. So this comes from scrolling. And so question one, I was gifted a vintage Schaefer with a touchdown filler, which is a bit of a family heirloom. heirloom. I would like to use the pen, but it needs some work done specifically. A new latex sack. Uh, maybe the, is a, the clip's got a bit of wiggle to it um, and probably maybe some nib tuning or something like that. Do you have any recommendations for someone who would be willing to do this work for me? Shockingly, Mike, I have the perfect person. Okay. <laughs> normally, normally, if it was anything but like a Schaefer or maybe like a Parker, like if we're starting to get in some some specific things, I may not have the perfect answer. I might have an answer, but I have mm-hmm. the perfect answer from you, and that's my friend Stacy at Paper Once a Pen. Um, paperonceapen.com is the website. Uh, I'm friends with Scrawling on Twitter. I can send them the link to Stacy's work. He does some of the best Schaefer restorations I have ever seen. He's like a Schaefer pro. And he does other pens and does other work, but he crushes the work on Schaefer's. And I would send him my pen without hesitation to get it fixed. And I am not the only one of that opinion. He does awesome restoration work, and uh, I'm sure he would be happy to take a look at your pen. Question two. I keep my pocket pens in my purse, but since many of them are metal, I don't feel comfortable having them loose for fear of what they would do to the other stuff in there, my phone especially. That is a good point. Uh, Any recommendations for pen holders that are sized for pocket pens? So I have a Kaweco denim sleeve that I like for this. 
not a lot of people make the nylon ones. Rickshaw does some different size single pin holders. And they're not always in stock, but you can always, I think, just get a custom one made. But Shown Design does have them in stock because Ian does make shorter pins. So they're kind of a stock thing for him. Look there if you like that style. If you don't like that style, I'd look at the Kaveco denim ones, which I think are super cool. Um, And outside of that, there's really, really not a ton. Like I had to rack my brain on this one. But for like shorter pins, I tend to just throw them in my pocket without a case or use the Kaveco sleeves. Um, I've used the Kaveco leather sleeve in the past, but we're trying to avoid that here. Um. So, yeah, like the Kaveco, like, lily put sleeves, you can find those, or the sport sleeves. Um, they're pretty cool. All right, next up is question three. For sketching, I much prefer square over rectangular paper for a sketchbook, but these don't seem widely available. I found some square watercolor books, but the per-page cost is prohibitive. Do you have any recommendations? So when I first answered this question, so Scrawling sent this like two weeks ago and I answered this question, there was a, a product called the Quattro, um, which in the past has made a square notebook, but in their current offerings, they do not. So I was a little flummoxed in this. Then just yesterday, our friends at Write Notepads came out with a seven inch by seven inch engineering notebook. Now, it may not have the paper style that scrolling is looking for, but this is one of the only, uh, I'm trying to find the link right now. Someone sent it to me yesterday, but it's one of the only just like pure square notebooks here. I got the link. I'll put it in the show notes that I've seen. I'm going to order this for me because it looks great. Um, Rhodia also makes some square notebooks, but they have, they are generally harder to find than their standard notebooks, right? Like if you have a Rhodia supplier, they may not choose to carry the square notebooks. You don't always see them in like product offerings um, from people that carry a lot of Rhodia. So the only ones I know right now are the Rhodia one and the Write Pads one. And I'm not sure if that's going to work for the type of writing you want to do on these notebooks, but take a look and Mm. I would like to explore this one more because I like square notebooks as long as they're like the seven by seven would be like the max size. I wouldn't want Mm. anything bigger. Um, But yeah, that this new write pads, it's called the engineer book notebook and I am a hundred percent all over that. I will be ordering that for myself. Finally, a bonus discussion question. Do you ever have products where you prefer the stock lineup over the special editions and do you worry that as a community we get too invested in the special editions? The second part I can answer easily, which is, <laughs> yeah, of course, but that's that's what <laughs> hype's all about. Yeah. Set it for any um any hobby. All right, so I want you to think. Do you have a product line that you love or let's just go with enjoy. It may not be your even your favorite, where you would take you use more of the stock releases than the limited special releases. Hmm. So I'm thinking about this. Like you look at the Japanese brands, right? Sailor, a hundred percent not stock because they've kind of given up on that. So um, pilot. Yeah. Pilot. I use a lot of stock products from them, from the vanishing point, even the base color vanishing points, the nine twelves, the ninety ones. Those are pilot does a really good, stock lineup because maybe it's because they don't do that many special editions. They'll do yeah. like one, one here, one there. Um, you know, um, it's like stock lineups are dwindling. Like I think the biggest stock lineup out there is Pelican, right? But it's sure. the same stock lineup every year because it's always the stripes, right? You get the green stripe models, the blue stripe models. Um, and they're in every size range. But then Pelican mixes in so many special editions. Once you've bought one stock edition and you enjoy that pen, where's there to go next but into the special edition? Yep. So does the community get too invested in that? Yes, but it's because we love the product, right? If I fall in love with a Pelican 600 green stripe, 
the only thing NetPelican now offers me if I want a second one is going to be a limited edition style, right? So I do think of it from that point. Like once you have one, if you're a, a heavy user and you find something you really love and you want a second one, maybe for a different nib size, you're probably not going to go back to the stock edition again. Mm-hmm. So I I value the special editions and limited editions. There is a lot of times where we place too much investment um, in those special editions, but it's we're also a community that tends to have more than a singular pin. Um, stock lineups right now, I think Pilot does it really really well because they're not mixing things up as much as like sailor or pelican for example but this is a good question yeah i think it's just like a like a preference thing where just like i feel like i've used all of the stock stuff and it should my taste just Mm -hmm. go towards the things that are different and then that and they just end up being limited Going back to what we were talking about earlier is I'm happier to let a lot of this stuff go now than I used to be. Right. I think Kaveco does a very good um, stock edition lineup as well. That's one I, I'll continually buy stock lineups. Um, they do a good job, either in the, the plastic barrels or the you know other material barrels. I don't sure. consider those special edition. All right, that so wraps yeah, it up for awesome today, question. right? That was the we had a great selection of questions. We have many yeah. more great ones that we will get to yeah. over the coming episodes, but we do always encourage that you please continue to send in your questions for our Ask TPA segment. You can tweet with the hashtag AskTPA or you can use question mark AskTPA in the Relay FM members Discord. If you have a longer question, you can email it to hello at penaddict.com. Penaddict.com is also where you can find Brad's work. Uh, Brad also streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can find Brad on Instagram as penaddict and dowdyism on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and I stream about once a week uh, from my Twitch page, which you can find at mike.live. We'll be back next time. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their support, and thank you for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.